It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Listen, and you'll know. First of all, if you haven't heard this yet, I love this. Rod Arquette on Talk Radio 1. 105.9 KNRS. You know, isn't it, isn't it, isn't it sad uh, in a way, and that we have a uh, president of the United States who is now being told what to do by the Easter Bunny. <laughs> Did you see that video yesterday? I mean, Joe Biden's, it was a tough day at the Easter egg roll uh, that they have at the White House every year, usually the Monday after um, Easter Sunday. And it was just, it was a tough day for old Joe. You have to feel sorry for him. The Easter Bunny is telling him where to go. His wife is directing him when to read and not, not to read. He's out there trying to help the kids and almost gets run over by one of the kids. I mean, you just... You know, we just have to feel sorry anymore for old Joe. I mean, the guy, I mean, the guy is what, 79 years old, 78, 79 years old. There is no doubt that his cognitive abilities are nowhere near what they used to be. And he is being directed and told everything to do. I mean, it, it's just sad. For first of all, him personally. I mean, I, you know, people get older, they, you know, things don't work the way they used to work. Your mind is not as sharp. Your hearing may not be as sharp. Your eyes may not be as sharp. And it's just a matter of age. But, you know, to have this man to be the leader of the free world and the head of the United States of America is, I think, at times very, very frightening. How are you, everybody? Hello, Utah. Welcome to the Rod Arquette Show on this uh, Tuesday afternoon already. Uh, we're here already. A lot going on. Um, joy at airports around the country and on airline flights. Um People have been ripping off their masks, saying, yay, we are not finally free. I think that is probably the last thing that we'll have to deal with in dealing with COVID-19. At least I hope it is. Um, Because we have been through enough for the last three and a half, two years, two and a half years, whatever. You know, in putting up with all these um, restrictions imposed on our lives, instead of letting the American people live the way they want. So finally, the mask is off. And there are a lot of people out there, and I don't know if any of you have been to the airport today or have flown on a plane where there's no more mask requirements and what that feels like anymore. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about Twitter. You know, um, much was made last week about the richest man in the world, Elon Musk, attempting to buy Twitter. And his concern that Twitter is basically a vehicle for the left to share their ideas with Americans and not those on the right. But how, in fact, big is Twitter? You know, you hear about it all the time. Uh, We use it on the show. I have Twitter up on one of the screens in the studio all the time. I'm checking my phone all the time. But how many of you even pay attention to Twitter and how big is Twitter? We'll get into that. Coming up on Saturday, it is the Utah State uh, Republican Party Convention. And uh, a lot of people are going there. 
I am a delegate. I've shared that with you before. I'll be going on Saturday. But uh, Howard Stevenson, former state lawmaker, wrote a rather interesting op-ed in the Deseret News today talking about uh, the GOP and being civil, the delegates being civil during the convention as various political leaders come and give their report to the Utah uh, the Utah delegates. We'll get into that a little bit because I think there is a lot of irritability and there's also a lot of frustration out there that people feel and we'll see how they act on Saturday and we'll get we'll let you uh, react to what Howard is suggesting. A little bit later on we'll talk about a proposed changed change in the abortion uh, issue on the GOP platform. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk again about Joe Biden and his ability to uh, pass the buck. He's very good at it by the way. But let's talk about Joe Biden um, for just a minute yesterday. By the way, um, totally off subject, did you see the video of the woman falling into a train and and not being injured by this? I mean, she was apparently on some platform. Uh, it was on a subway system. Um, she fainted, and she fell toward the train, hit her head on the train, but then her body somehow went parallel with the train, and she was not seriously injured. That is some of the most amazing video that I've seen out there. If I get details on it, more details on it, I'll share it with you. But that is that is just absolutely amazing video. All right, now on to Joe Biden. As I mentioned, a very tough day for the president during the Easter egg roll hunt on Monday. Now, as many of you saw, he was ordered around by both the Easter Bunny, who actually turned out to be a representative from uh, the comms department there at the White House. Her name is Megan Hayes. Um, who told him, hey, don't answer, you know, he wanted to go over and talk to reporters. And they had a lot of questions about Ukraine, about the mask mandate, and the uh, Easter Bunny quickly ran over to him, started waving at him, trying to get his attention, and directed him away from the news media. Well, come to find out, as I mentioned, the uh, person inside the Easter Bunny outfit was a, uh, a, a, an employee of the White House Communications Department. And she was probably told, don't let him near the media, because you never know what he's going to say. So here you have the Easter Bunny <laughs> telling the President of the United States where to go. And then you have his wife stepping in and uh, instructing him to stay. <laughs> it's like a dog. Stay, Joe, stay. I mean, they were, they were done reading. Apparently they read, you know, an Easter story to the kids who were gathered there. When they were done reading... And to wave from the balcony with the two Easter bunnies while they were trying to pull him away from more gaps in an effort to handle him makes him look even worse. It really, really does. And then the handling gets reported and said. So I don't think it helps Joe very much. But everything you see about Joe Biden, you know, you see, you know, Jimmy Fallon tried to do it. I mean, you got to feel sorry for the guys. Now, um, another interesting note today. Joe Biden has apparently now told and has confirmed to Barack Obama, his buddy, that he is committed to seeking re-election in 2024. <laughs> um, according to The Hill today, Biden has committed to staying in the game. He apparently made his comments to Barack Obama during uh, last week's White House comeback tour. Remember that tour? According to the story in The Hill today, President Biden told Obama that he is, in fact, planning to run for re-election in 2024. Two sources have told that to the Hill. The admission to Obama is that he's likely to run for a second term, something the president has spoken about publicly. 
Remember, during a news conference in Brussels last month, he told reporters he's very fortunate to run against his rival in the 2020 election, that being former Trump, former President Trump, and that he plans on doing so again. So here you have it, folks. There, There is your idea. He is, in fact, confirming he's going to run. Now, that will be two years from now. I mean, we've got the midterms coming up. We'll go through 2023 uh, in determining, you know, who's going to step up. Will anyone in the Democratic Party step up? And then we'll be into 2024, and you're going to have the rigors of a presidential election. Now, last time, they put old Joe in the basement and said, because of COVID, he's going to stay there. They were able to get away with that. In the next election, 2024, I don't know how his handlers are going to handle this guy, but they certainly can't hide him in the basement again. He is going to have to get out among the people, among the public, to find out exactly how they feel and what they think about his campaign. But he has committed. Apparently, he has confirmed. This is story in The Hill today. He has confirmed to Barack Obama that, in fact, he is going to seek re-election in 2024. Aren't we all excited about that? All right. As I mentioned, we've got a lot to get to today. We invite you to be a part of the program. 888-570-8010. 888-570-8010. Or on your cell phone, all you do is have to dial pound 250 and say, hey, Rod, and we'll get to your calls as we go throughout the show today. Coming up next, exactly how big is Twitter? We'll find out next right here on the Rod Arquette Show and Utah's Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listen and you'll know. Sound Sleep Medical taking center stage today on the Rod Arquette Show, and Melissa is back with us. Let's talk about people getting to sleep. A lot of people can get to sleep. It's staying asleep and being able to get back to sleep after they wake up. What is the issue there, Melissa? Yeah, that can be a really frustrating situation. If you are falling asleep okay, but then you get up and have a hard time staying asleep during the night, there's a good chance you have sleep apnea. Sleep apnea is a condition where you will stop breathing during the night your body will wake you up frequently, and that causes you to wake up and be really tired in the morning. So is it true that you actually do stop breathing with sleep apnea for how, for how long? Absolutely. You know, we do at-home testing, and we see these results where people will stop breathing for up to two and a half minutes at a time. And you can just imagine what that does as far as your brain and oxygen deprivation. It's really hard on your body. And do they know they're they're not breathing for a couple of minutes? Do people even realize that, Melissa? Usually, no. It's often a sleep partner that notices that they stop breathing and has to, you know, give them the nudge with the elbow. But it's a really serious condition that people need to pay attention to. All right. Now, let's talk about an offer because you always have a great offer for people who are listening right now. What is the offer today? They need to call right now, 801 801- Four three eight seven four four seven. When they do, they will automatically get a free sleep consultation in one of our seven offices. But in addition today, we are giving away that free sleep screening. This is an at-home test where they get to wear some equipment in their own bed just for one night, and we get to see if this is happening to them. Do they stop breathing? For how long? and what's happening with the rest of their sleep. Melissa and Sound Sleep Medical will be with us on center stage throughout the day. Take advantage of this great offer. You can find out more right now by calling them at 801-438-7447, 801-438-7447 for Sound Sleep Medical. Time now for a news update. Thanks for 140 characters, I'll tell you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Judy. <laughs> 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What I eat. On Twitter, I post random artsy pictures of my feet. I'm staying up to date with friends while walking down the street. Yeah, Twitter's pretty sweet. I'm literally Twittering my You never knew there was a Twitter song out there. I bet you never knew that, but there is a song about Twitter. E-Ray found that today and said, hey, we should use this as we go in to talk about this next segment. Here on the Rod Arquette Show, a song about Twitter. Absolutely amazing. Um, the former CEO of Twitter, Jack Dorsey, had some uh, rather interesting comments to say about CNN and Brian Stelter today. Uh, he basically said he knows from personal experience that CNN promotes false news reporting. Dorsey's engaged in a series of tweets after uh, the host, Brian Stelter, attempted to bash Fox News' Tucker Carlson for always selling the same thing to them on Monday night. But Dorsey has responded saying, uh, wait a minute, you guys do the same thing at CNN when it comes to Twitter. Now, of course, the big news the past couple of weeks has been that uh, Elon Musk, the richest man in the world, has been trying to buy Twitter and maybe make some changes there. Well, exactly how big is Twitter? I mean, how many people use it? How active are people who use Twitter? Let's find out. Joining us on our Newsmaker line right now is Kalev Lataro. Kalev, of course, is a um, media fellow at Real Clear Politics, a senior fellow also at George Washington University. Kalev, how are you? Welcome back to the Rod Arquette Show. Thanks so much for having me. Kalev, let me ask you, how big is Twitter? You know, this is the fascinating question. Twitter itself... Uh, stop releasing this data several years ago. Uh, and they don't, uh, like when you ask them questions, so you say, how many tweets per day is it? They decline to comment. And they say, you know, we don't comment on that, on those questions, which is kind of a really interesting thing that you know, the most existential question of all, how many tweets per day are there? And so what I've essentially done is, so Twitter does make a public data set available that consists of about 1% of all tweets per day. Um, and you can extrapolate from this and actually expand outward. And you can find that Twitter today is only about 400 million tweets a day. Uh, it actually peaked in July of 2013. And, you know, we, we asked about this. We say, well, you know, Elon Musk obviously is, is really interested in purchasing it. Uh, you know, he said that Twitter is the foundation of democracy, mm-hmm. it's the foundation of the freedom of the world. But it's a really interesting thing, because when you look at this graph and you can see the, that Twitter just grows and grows and grows till July of 2013, then it collapses and it just it sort of free falls for a while. It's starting to edge up and then the pandemic hits. And overnight, it goes up, it goes, it goes back up to 500 million tweets a day. And then this is where things get really interesting. In the 2020 election, 
Twitter added, uh, quote unquote, added friction to retweeting, made it harder essentially to share things, and it just nosedived. Uh, it went right back down. Right now, Twitter is where it was a decade ago. It's given up all those pandemic gains, all that gains that it, it had gotten recently. It gave all that up uh, as part of this, you know, Twitter mm-hmm. misinformation mm-hmm. Uh, combating effort. Mm-hmm. Why the change during the 2020 election call Do we know why? Yeah, so Twitter actually commented on this, and they, and they said, in the lead-up to the election, so this is maybe a, a couple weeks before, or maybe a month or so before the election, uh, Twitter said uh, that, you know, one of the challenges with misinformation on the platform is people read things, and then they just share it, uh, and they don't really think about what they're sharing. So Twitter made it that when you share something, you actually have to type something and actually comment on what you're sharing and why. Now, you didn't have to. You could just click Oh, you know, just share without typing something in there. But that single action, just adding that extra little step there, uh, caused resharing to collapse. And, and on December 16th, after the election, Twitter even said, we're, we are reverting this change. It did, it did dramatically reduce misinformation in the platform because it led to a 20% reduction in sharing on the platform. Have they ever recovered from it? And that's the problem is they have not. Uh, that single action uh, for the election, they gave up all those gains uh, that they gained. I mean, the beginning of the pandemic, all these people locked up at home, all poured into Twitter, and they gave all that up with one single action. Who uses Twitter, Colin? You know, that's a great question. So one of the things I looked at was the age of the account. So not the age of the person, but how long the account's been around. And if you measure that over time, you kind of look at the people tweeting today, how long you know, have they been a user of Twitter? What you find is that Twitter is really, it was aging. It was basically the same group of people on there. Uh, and then the pandemic hit, and you got a flood of new users, but that's leveled off. And so what you're seeing today on Twitter is basically two types of users. One is an early adopter, one of these elites, a journalist, a politician, and so on, just talking to the world. And then the other is an ordinary person who joins the, who joins the service, stays for about two years, and then leaves. And that's not a great thing for the health of the platform. And if you combine it with these other, with these other characteristics, you find out that Twitter today is basically an echo chamber. We go to retweet celebrities and politicians and journalists and, uh, and basically shout past one another. It's not a place <laughs> we go to dialogue. Did Twitter see an increase when Donald Trump became president? Because he is well known to use Twitter and to communicate to uh, uh, people who followed him and also to his enemies. I mean, did they see an increase when Trump was in the White House? So that's the interesting thing. You don't really see either, you know, you don't see him becoming president, but you also, most importantly, when he was booted off of the platform, you don't see a decrease in Twitter volume. And that was really surprising because you think about just how much he dominated the media landscape. And a lot of that was tweets. I mean, you turned on CNN and what you saw was all his tweets being shown on screen. Um, but it turns out that when they removed him from the platform, when they banned him, you don't see this. Uh, you really, you can, if you look at the data, you don't see it on there. Um, and so that, I think, kind of tells us that he wasn't, he wasn't really dominating the conversation on Twitter as much as the media hung on to every word that he said. <laughs> so it was kind of, it was his way, essentially, of getting the media to cover everything he was doing. Yeah, it was his narrative. He controlled the narrative. Um, when it comes to Twitter, uh, Kalov, I, I want to ask you, I mean, how about competition? Has TikTok, Instagram done anything to Twitter at all? So these are those, those interesting questions. So 
Twitter's the only one that releases a data feed of all the tweets that are tweeted each day. We don't have this for these other platforms. So we can't see, yeah. you know, is Facebook stagnating? Is, is TikTok really growing as fast as we think it is? You certainly, on Twitter, you don't, you don't see uh, anything in the data that kind of corresponds to the rise of Facebook or the rise of TikTok. You don't see that, and I think a lot of that's because they're different communities. You know, TikTok is more teenagers. Instagram is more visual-first people. Facebook is its own kind of community. TikTok is it really, if you look at the data, it's really about, so I mean, uh, verified users, which make up a tiny sliver of a fraction of 1%, they account for 8% of all tweets are either from them or retweets, other people sharing them. I mean, they're really, this tiny cadre, this tiny sliver of Twitter basically dictates and drives the conversation on Twitter, which really, again, tells us it's an echo chamber of journalists and politicians and celebrities talking to each other, essentially. I wonder, uh, Colin, you would have no way of knowing this, the percentage of Americans who've never used or looked at Twitter, I wonder how high that percentage is. You know, that's a good question. <laughs> I, know that, I know there's been polls on that. Um, and, but one of the interesting things I think is like whenever I talk to a journalist, um, it's, it's really fascinating because you talk to journalists, especially here in Washington, and everyone is just glued to Twitter. Yeah. And, you know, they just, and, and it's, it's fascinating because they'll say, well, everybody is saying something. And you'll say, well, actually, I don't see that on the news media. I don't see that anywhere else. It's that little tiny sliver of Twitter that you exist in that's kind of your big echo chamber. So you just feel that everyone is, <laughs> is kind of talking about that. And I think that's part of the issue with journalism is yeah. today we're increasing and letting Twitter drive it. Yeah, perception versus reality. Right, Golov. Golov, always great chatting with you. Thank you very much for your time this afternoon. Thanks so much for having me. All right, Golov, be well. Golov Lataro, uh, he is a uh, real clear uh, media fellow. He's also a senior fellow at George Washington University, trying to answer the question of just how big is Twitter. All right, more coming up on the Rod Arquette Show. You know, if you're trying to buy a home or refinance your home, have you thought about working with a wonderful team at American Loans? American Loans, why would you want to work with them? Well, they're a mortgage company right here in Utah. They have an A-plus business rating from the Better Business Bureau and have been in business for almost 30 years. Now, what does that give them? Well, it gives them the longevity and the experience to provide the best advice for you on your mortgage and the options that you have available. Now, whether you're looking to purchase or refinance your home, you can trust American Loans to have your best interest at heart. Now, the COVID crisis, of course, affected all of us, and some people have lost jobs, lost business, or had credit challenges, right? Well, American Loans can help you. They have some of the lowest rates available and can help someone that may have experienced credit challenges over the last year due to the COVID crisis. Mortgage rates, you know, they're inching up. But do you find yourself not fitting in the right box because your credit has some issues? Why not work with a wonderful team at American Loans? All you do is have to give them a call right now, dial pound 250, keyword American Loans, or go online to AmericanLoans.com. That's AmericanLoans.com. Attention. The times you got to get along down the road. We got a long, long way to go. Scared to live, scared to die. We ain't perfect, but we try to get along. While we can't always give love the upper hand. Paint a wall, learn to dance, call your mom. Buy a boat, drink a beer. Welcome back to the Run Art Show here on Utah's Talk Radio 1059 KNRS. Now, will Republican delegates get along with uh, various politicians here in the state when they meet on Saturday at the uh, 
annual or the Republican State Convention. It's not an annual event. Every other year they hold these. Will they get along and how will they react when certain politicians come to uh, report to the convention? I'm going to talk about that in just a minute. I just want to pass this along to you. Joe Biden, try and put this genie back in the bottle, okay? The Justice Department has just announced it will appeal a ruling nullifying the federal mandate for mass complaints and other public transit systems. The uh, department continues to believe that the order from the CDC requiring masking in the transportation corridor is a valid exercise of the authority that Congress has given the CDC, so they're going to appeal this decision. Try and put that genie back in the bottle. All right, let's talk about Saturday and what's going to happen at the, uh, the state convention for the GOP. My next guest is Howard Stevenson, former Utah lawmaker, longtime uh, lawmaker, very involved in Republican politics over the years, uh, writing an op-ed piece in the uh, Deseret News website today about um, the convention this Saturday could be the Utah Republican Party civility test. And as I mentioned, Howard is joining us on our Newsmaker line right now. Howard, thanks for joining us tonight. Why did you write this, Howard? Well, I, I've i really been concerned about the toxic polarity that exists in our country as a whole. But when I look at uh, all the wonderful things that Utah has accomplished in in its economy, in its lifestyle, and everything else, I, I wonder how it is that we can have such an amazing uh, people, and yet we see our political conventions devolve into hostility and incivility. And that was just a concern for me as I was anticipating the state convention. I wanted to see if there's anything that can be done to reason with people to let our elected officials make the reports that they're required to make and Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, and hear them out. Uh, and it's it just... It just seems to me that that's what we ought to be standing for is uh, the ability to speak. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it, it troubled me, too, that uh, a lot of Republicans, and I'm one of them, who is concerned about this move to council culture, uh, and yet uh, at our convention we're willing to cancel a duly elected person's report to the convention. Howard, you talk a lot about the uh, delegates um, in a sense that they're very knowledgeable people. I mean, oftentimes the caucus convention uh, system is criticized, but I think delegates are the most informed people we have out there. Would you agree or disagree with that? I agree. I have found that they are the most civically aware. You know, they they can describe the Ninth and Tenth Amendments, for example, whereas 90% of citizens can't. Uh, they, they they know the founding of this nation, the principles upon which it was based, the issue, the, the notion of federalism, limited uh, federal government, that, that it was the the states that created the federal government, not the other way around. And uh, all of those things that are so important to know, 
they they understand economics, uh, the free market economies, and that kind of thing. And yet, for those same delegates to be so uncivil toward people in their own party, I think is really a toxic uh, environment for for continuing to go forward. It it's almost as if the the closer you are to my ideology and yet if you are 10% impure it becomes a circular firing squad so we basically it's friendly fire that we take out our own rather than uh living by Ronald Reagan's admonition that somebody who agrees with me 80% of the time is my friend and ally not not uh 20% traitor. Uh, Howard, you write about the fact that as a candidate, you've been through the scrutiny of these delegates. What was that experience like for you? Frankly, it was painful. I, <laughs> I, di- I didn't like it. I didn't like them looking at my voting record and, and calling me out. I didn't like it when uh, they, they sometimes uh, misunderstood or or, or called me on something that I, I should have voted differently on. It would have been so much easier as, a, as an incumbent to use my name ID uh, in an open primary, and uh, incumbents typically win in an open primary. But I'll tell you, it, 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 the process, as painful as it was, made me be more aware of every vote I took wondering now how is this going to play at home mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how how are my knowledgeable delegates going to feel about this and it made me uh, less likely to play to the crowd in doing what was popular rather than what was right and so uh, i i think it the delegate convention process is the biggest reason that we have been named 15 years straight now by yeah. Art Laffer as yeah. having the best economic outlook in the nation, number one. And why uh, why we, in the latest census, it was shown that uh, our job growth is the highest in the nation over the last decade, mm-hmm. and our our poverty rate is now the lowest in the nation. I think it's this process that has made our our elected officials do a better job than if we had an open primary. Howard, I, I yeah, I, I take a uh, I get a lot of calls here from people on the show after some controversial decisions or stands have been made by some of the politicians here in the state, and people tell me, you know, I say, did you do you write them? Do you call them? And they do, and they feel they don't get any response. And I wonder sometimes if the convention goers are the ones who just feel, you know, the only way they can hear us if we have to boo them a little bit or let them know and somehow let them feel our dissatisfaction. How would you respond to that? Because I think people are irritable right now because politicians don't often respond to their concerns or take time to listen to them. I would say that the best way is just not to applaud with your silence or sometimes People turn their back uh, on on the speaker. Uh, that still is uh, quite uncivil, but at least it allows the speaker to be heard without interruption, or or even walk out of the room 
if, if you don't want to acknowledge that person's report. But I will tell you that if you listen to their report, you may get more ammunition for your argument that they shouldn't be reelected. But if you don't allow their report, uh, it, it, it just gives uh, the public and both nationally and mm-hmm. the, the, the regular voter the notion that uh, the Republican Party are a bunch of crazies. Howard, the, uh, the party has not been able to meet for a couple of years because of COVID. What are you expecting this weekend? Well, uh, I, I was fearful, and that's why I wrote mm-hmm, the op-ed mm-hmm. piece. But I'm hopeful, based on a lot of the feedback I've been receiving since its publication, uh, I I know that there are detractors in the anonymous comments in the in the paper, and I don't know why anonymous comments are are allowed because it used to be that newspapers would actually check. The, the address of the person uh, submitting uh, a letter to the editor, for example. And now uh, people can just be anonymous and not be responsible for what they say. But uh, when people are responsible, they, they usually are more, uh, more civil. But, and it's the same thing in, in being in an audience. No, typically nobody knows who is booing. But I would say that if your children or or grandchildren were to see you booing, I think they would be ashamed. On our newsmaker line, former state lawmaker Howard Stevenson writing an op-ed in the Deseret News today about a uh, the convention, the Republican convention, statewide convention, coming up this weekend here in Salt Lake City and talking about civility during the convention. I've got a few thoughts on that, and I'm going to open up the phones to you in the 5 o'clock hour on that question is how delegates should behave at the state GOP convention this week. Is it okay for them to cheer, jeer, boo, whatever the case? We'll get your thoughts coming up here on the Rod Kent Show, so we invite you to stay tuned right here on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know. Melissa from Sound Sleep Medical joining us on center stage today to talk about getting a good night's sleep. Let's talk about, first of all, the offer you have today because we want to make people aware of this because it is a great offer and helping them get a good night's rest. What's the offer today, Melissa? It is a great offer, Rod. They need to call right now during the show, 801-438-7447. Doing so will get them an automatic uh, free sleep consultation in one of our seven offices. But in addition today, we are offering a free at-home sleep screening test. Now, what does that test involve? I mean, like you said, at home. So I don't have to go to a clinic or anything. I can actually get this test or do this test on my own at home? It's a great way to do it. Um, We will send you home with a little kit of equipment. It includes a strap around your chest, a pulse oximeter on your finger, and then a little nasal cannula for your nose. Sleep with that equipment just for one night. Um, Bring it back to us the next day. We download it. Within minutes, we can tell whether you have sleep apnea. We'll see all sorts of data like heart rate, um, blood pressure, how many times do you stop breathing, and how long does it last. It's a really great test. And frankly, if you're 40 and over and you've never done any kind of a sleep screening, you really need to. Now, you treat sleep apnea with an oral device. Explain what that is and how it works. Right. You know, traditionally, people think of a CPAP machine to treat sleep apnea. But at Sound Sleep Medical, we do an oral appliance. This is a custom-made mouthpiece, kind of like bleach trays that you wear just at night. It stabilizes your lower jaw to keep your airway open 
oxygen levels up, snoring goes away, everybody sleeps much better. All right, let's hit that offer one more time so people can get in it and call Sound Sleep Medical right now. What do they need to do? Sure. The number again is 801-438-7447 for that free sleep consultation, but also, and most importantly, that free sleep screening test. All right. They have locations serving you up and down the Wasatch Front, so check them out today and give them a call right now at Sound Sleep Medical, 801-438-7447, 801-438-7447 for Sound Sleep Medical. Time now for a news update. Thanks, Rod. Love The Ron Arcancho here on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen, Angela, all right, you're ready to win some tickets, folks. Greg Gutfeld. I know we have a lot of people in the listening audience who are big fans of Fox News, The Five, and the Greg Gutfeld talk show late at night. Well, guess what? He's coming to Salt Lake City on Saturday, May 21st. That's right, Saturday, May 21st. He'll be at the Echoes Theater. And if you want to hear a, a fun conversation about self-help, politics, society, and positivity, it's all part of his trademark humor, then you'll want to see Greg Gutfeld at the Eccles Theater in downtown Salt Lake City. It's coming up on uh, Saturday, May 21st, and we have a couple of pair of tickets to give away, so we'll give it away to uh, callers number 5 and 6 right now. Callers number 5 and 6, 888-570-8010, 888-570-8010, and you could be a winner to see Greg Gutfeld. He'll be at the uh, Eccles Theater in uh, Salt Lake City on Saturday evening, May 21st. And like I said, we've got a couple of pair of tickets to give away. So callers number 5 and 6 right now, 888-570-8010, 888-570-8010. Give us a call right now. You know, I love it when elected officials follow up on what they're going to do. And I bring that up because of what Florida Governor Ron DeSantis announced today. He announced that the Florida State Legislature will consider repealing special privileges that give Disney quasi-government powers over an area where the Walt Disney World Resort is located. Remember, he threatened to do this. The governor said at a news conference that when lawmakers meet in special session this week to rejaw the state's congressional district, their agenda will be expanded to consider repealing all special districts enacted before 1968 including the Reedy Creek Improvement District, where Walt Disney is located. The creation of that district basically allowed the Walt Disney World Company and Disney to become a government within its own, approving, disapproving, building expansion, just about everything. And DeSantis says, you want to go after the parental rights bill? We're going after you as well. That'll be interesting to see what happens. All right, delegates, are you ready for the convention on Saturday? And go hoop and holler, cheer, jeer, or boo. Coming up next. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's the... (laughs) 
the Ron Arcancio here on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know, live everywhere, by the way, on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome back. All right, um, if you weren't listening the last half hour, and you may be just, you know, getting in your vehicle and on your way home tonight after working all day, um, I had a conversation with Howard Stevenson. Howard is a longtime Utah lawmaker. Served, I can't tell you how many terms, but he was there for quite a while. Very effective, very strong conservative lawmaker up on Utah's Capitol Hill. He wrote an op-ed piece in the uh, Deseret News that I picked up on today, and it was about the upcoming GOP convention, which takes place this Saturday at the Mountain America Expo Center down there in Sandy. Uh, It is the first time they've been able to get together uh, since covid uh, and, you know, um, there's going to be a lot of interest in this. There are some very interesting races. Of course, the one involving Utah Senator Mike Lee. You've got the congressional races. Uh, and gone, redistricting has gone on. So you've got some state legislative races as well. Um, the, Howard wrote about the fact that he is concerned about how civil the delegates will be at the convention this year. Um now, I, you know, I looked on the agenda. Typically, and I've only been to, well, been to a couple, three of these now uh, over the years. And um, typically, um, members of the uh, congressional delegation, uh, the governor, uh, some statewide elected officials may be invited to make a few comments. I don't know if they're going to do it this year or not. They may. I looked on the agenda. I didn't see a spot where they will, but they may. But the candidates will as well. And with the attention, so much attention uh, focused on the Senate race involving Utah Senator Mike Lee, he'll make a speech. And the other candidates, I think there are five or six who are running for the race, will also make a speech. Not sure if the governor has been been invited to speak or Mitt Romney has been invited to speak. We'll have to wait and see. Howard's argument, and as we mentioned, um, he has the utmost respect for delegates. He has, you know, and he says, you know, he went through through some painful scrutiny when he was running uh, for an elected office and had to meet with delegates in his district. And they were very knowledgeable and asked him some very, very tough questions. And he had to respond to him. And Howard said, I, I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, I think he admitted it probably made him a more effective, better lawmaker. Okay? Um, but he's just concerned about the mood that the country is in. And I think we're irritable. <laughs> and, I, and I think because of COVID, because certainly of what the Biden administration is trying to do to this country, uh, about some issues that we've seen here in the state of Utah, the cultural issues that have really generated a lot of anger and frustration on the part of many people out there. But his concern is that he hopes it doesn't boil over at the state convention this week. And if there are certain individuals who get up and make remarks that the convention delegates will not boo them or jeer them or catcall them and maybe even, uh, you know, cheer them by giving them an appreciative applause. My feeling on this, and then I want to get your opinion because I want to find out if you think it's okay. As I mentioned, I think people have been frustrated for a long, long time. Uh, they see the country going in the wrong direction. Not so much here in the state of Utah, but there are people who have been elected who I think voters feel that they've been betrayed. And I'm talking about Mitt Romney and uh, about Spencer Cox. 
You know, we have these Republicans who are elected in one of the most conservative states in the country. I'm going to start saying a moderately conservative state in the country now. But I think there are people out there who feel they've been betrayed over certain issues. Mitt Romney, the list is fairly long. For Spencer Cox, I don't think it is as long, but there are still some things the governor has done, governor pronoun has done, uh, over the last several months that people are going, wait a minute, who is this guy? I get asked that question all the time by people saying, what's up with Spencer Cox or what's up with Mitt Romney? So, and again, I don't know if they'll appear at the convention. I, I have, you know, if they are great, if they don't, that's fine. That's, that's up to them. I think they should make an appearance. But I hear from so many of you out there, and I've heard this over the years, especially when a unpopular decision is made, that people want to be able to voice their objections. Uh, and I know a lot of you have told me, you know, you will call their office, even the governor's office, Mitt Romney's office, Mike Lee's office, Chris Stewart's office, doesn't matter, uh, to voice your objection. Many times you get a uh, voicemail message saying, thank you for your comments, please leave it after the recorded message and we'll get back to you. And rarely do they ever get back to you. I have people tell me that they have called the governor's office, Mitt Romney's office, you name it expressing their displeasure over a decision that they have made. Uh, and, uh, and, of course, you know, they get no response. My feeling is on this is that, you know, you want to be respectful, but if it is the only way for you to express your displeasure, I believe you have a right to do that. Now, do I like it? I'm a state delegate this year. I don't know if I'll get caught up in the moment and let out a boo over somebody who may be on the who may be speaking at the time, I will not interrupt them. Um, now Howard suggested you don't clap and you turn your back to them. That is, I think, kind of the ultimate insult, if you want my honest opinion, turning your back to somebody. But I want to open up the phones to you on this tonight. 888-5708010, 888-5708010, or on your cell phone, dial pound two fifty and say, Hey Rod. Now, I think Howard's concern, and I think he has a point here, that let's say the governor does speak. And again, I, I don't know what the agenda is going to be. I would imagine he's been invited to make a few remarks. Maybe not. Um, but, you know, if, if people are dissatisfied and they want to let him know how they feel about certain things, then they should be allowed to do so. Howard's point is that let's say the governor does speak. Or Mitt Romney, just share a few thoughts. And there's a loud response to it in the negative area, okay? There are a lot of boos. Howard's point is both the local media, certainly the local media in this town, and the national media will pick up on that story and spread it throughout the nation. Look at these wackos in Utah expressing their displeasure over Mitt Romney or over Spencer Cox or whoever. It could be Mike Lee. There may be some people there because of this tech story that CNN uh, reported on Friday, which in my opinion is a nothing burger story, um, maybe may booing him. Uh, and it will look bad for the Republican Party. Howard spoke very highly of the delegates, as I mentioned this. He said they're very knowledgeable. They know their history. They know their civics. And those are the type of people, I believe, and that's why I've always been a supporter of the caucus convention system, is that you want informed people like that asking tough questions to these candidates. That's what you want. 
you don't you don't want somebody asking them questions based on a f- slick TV commercial or radio commercial they may may have heard. You want these candidates to uh, to face tough questions from the delegates. Now, sometimes the candidates will look at this and will use this as an opportunity to explain or to clarify some maybe misinformation that a delegate may have. But I, you know, I want to get your reaction. Would it be wrong for delegates, and let's say even if you aren't a delegate, if you were a delegate, would it be wrong for you to express your opinion openly during the convention this weekend? 888-570-8010. 888-570-8010. On your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, hey, Rod, we'll get to your calls. Well, let's go to some calls right now before we break. Let's begin with Scott in Orem tonight here on the Rod Arcancho. Scott, how are you? Thanks for joining us. I'm, hey, thanks, Rod. Appreciate you taking my call. You're welcome. Um, yeah, so I, I don't necessarily think it's a horrible idea to boo people. I'm a state delegate, and I was a county delegate down here in Utah County. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we booed, uh, uh, oh, I forget his name, the the prosecutor down here now. Oh, David Levitt. And, David Levitt. Um, yeah, David yeah, Levitt. David, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I, I think it was well-deserved. I mean, he was pompous, arrogant. He did a horrible job. And and I think I think it's a way of letting people know that, you know, I mean, either act the part or, you know, you're going to face the wrath. You yeah. know, I mean, I... I you know, I, I don't have time for or patience for a lot of these politicians, you know, especially like Mitt Romney. That's just he's been an absolute disaster. I, I tend to refer to him as the Hillary Clinton of Utah because nobody in, in Massachusetts would uh, have the audacity to want to vote for him anymore. But he has to come to Utah to be elected into office anymore. But, you know, I, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing that they do get booed if they are doing a bad job. All right, all right, all right, Scott, thank you. 888-570-8010, 888-570-8010. More of your calls and comments coming up here on the Rod Arkencho in Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know. Soundsleep Medical, they have seven locations to serve you up and down the Wasatch Front, and Melissa is with us today to talk about Soundsleep Medical. Let's talk about treating sleep apnea, help, helping people get a good night's rest. A lot of people use a CPAP machine, but you offer a different, a different way to treat it. What is that exactly, Melissa? Right. You know, a lot of people struggle with the CPAP machine. It involves a hose and mask. Obviously, you need electricity and distilled water. Mm -hmm. At Stown Sleep Medical, we use an oral appliance. It's a custom-made mouthpiece that you wear on your teeth just at night. It's the perfect size, perfect fit for you, kind of like bleach trays. Mm -hmm. Small enough you could put in your pocket, though, so it's really convenient for travel. And what you do is just put it in when you go to sleep. It will stabilize your lower jaw and keep your airway open and your oxygen levels up. Treat sleep apnea, treat snoring. Everybody wakes up feeling a lot better. And are they custom fitted? Absolutely. In each office, we have a 3D scanner. It's a digital 3D image that we're going to make of your teeth. So it will absolutely be the perfect size for you. What about insurance? People who want this. Does insurance cover this? Great question. Yes, we are in network with so many insurance companies, including Medicare. Um, your listeners out there likely have a benefit for this that they're just not using. And even at this time of year, Rod, we are seeing people who've met their deductibles. It's a great time of year to do it. Um, if that's not you, it is qualified for HSA or flex spending. We have 0% financing. 
And frankly, a lot of people are getting their tax returns this time of year, and this would be a great way to use it. All right. You've got a great offer again for people today. What's the offer, Melissa? Call now, 801-438-7447. You'll get a free sleep consultation in one of our seven offices. But in addition today, a free sleep screening. This is the test that you get to do at home in your own bed to find out whether you have sleep apnea. All right. It is a great offer. Sound Sleep Medical, great, great people to work with. Give them a call right now and take advantage of this offer at Sound Sleep Medical, 801-438-7447. That's 438-7447 at Sound Sleep Medical. Time now for a news update. The Rod Arquette Show on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you know we are an iHeart Radio station. Welcome back. If you're just joining us now, we're talking about civility at the Republican nominating convention, which is coming up this Saturday at the Mountain America Expo Center down there in Sandy. I am a state delegate this year. The question is, it's being raised, is how civil are the delegates going to be this year? Howard Stevenson, former Utah lawmaker who we had on the show the last half hour, talked about his concern. And his hope that, well, there is a lot of polarization that's taking place in the country and even in this state today, that the delegates show respect for those who are going to speak. Um, And I want to get your reaction to that. He fears that if there is a show of discontent, that it may reflect poorly on the candidates and even could threaten the caucus convention system. Uh, My opinion is people are irritable out there. Uh, And I think sometimes people feel they have no other choice but to openly express their disapproval because they know an email or a phone call to a certain politico's office may not get a response, if anything. And sometimes people just feel this is a way for them to express themselves. Let's find out what you think. 888-570-8010, 888-570-8010. On your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, hey, Rod, back to the phones we go. And let's begin with Lynn, who's in uh, Utah County tonight. Lynn, how are you? Welcome to the Rod Arquette Show. Thank you very much. I'm a delegate for the third time. And if I disagree with someone, I think it's very respectful to stand up and turn my back on him or her. But if I really disagree with someone like Romney, I'm very happy to boo as well. So you're okay, but you feel you have the right to express yourself openly. Sure. How else are they going to know that we disagree with them? Well, they know a lot of different ways, but like somebody else has said, the caucus, uh, the delegates kind of know a little bit more about what's going on. Yeah, they do. They're they're very well informed. All right, Lynn, thank you. Let's go to uh, Doug, who's in uh draper tonight here on the rod Arquette show hi doug how are you how are you rod i'm doing great doug what what are your thoughts on this having me on so when since when did politics become civil (laughs) good point it's always been a blood sport i called romney's office last week and i wanted to yell at him over his vote for our new justice and I got a recording, so oh, yeah. I yelled at his recording. <laughs> did you feel better, Doug? I did feel better, <laughs> but the point is, you call Mike Lee's office and you won't get a recording. You you call uh, the congressman's office and, and they answer the phone, but 
Romney won't answer the phone because everybody's screaming and yelling at him. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right, Doug. Thank you. Let's go to Dave, who's in Catesville tonight here on the Rod Arquette Show. Hi, Dave. Hey, Rod. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. Hey, well, two things, really. First of all, the First Amendment and free speech wasn't set up so we could cheer and and, and praise our politicians. It was set up so that we could, you know, express our dissatisfaction and boo them. And and the second thing, really, is, I, well, I, I kind of forgot what the second thing was. <laughs> but you, you feel as a delegate, you have the right to express your opinion openly if you have to, so the message is received. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, and, and the second thing I was going to say is, is why do we care what the D.C. media thinks of us? We're expressing our dissent and displeasure with, with the, the people that we voted for that aren't representing us. That, that's, that's, our, that's what free speech is all about. Yeah, it is. It is. You're right, David. Let's, uh, Dave, let's go to David, who's in Cache Valley tonight on this one. David, how are you? Welcome to the show. Yeah, Rod. Um, thanks for taking my call. I, um, I got to thinking a lot about this, and I'm glad now that there's a forum to actually kind of get my thought out on this. I'm a I'm a delegate. I've been there in the past. I've I've been there when they booed uh, when they booed Hatch, in fact. Um, and I I think it doesn't play well, particularly on the evening news. And I would prefer. I, I'm a discontent. I I would prefer that those of us who are not happy with Cox or uh, or Romney, rather than boo, if we would just fold our arms and remain silent. No applause, nothing. And I think that would send a more powerful message uh, than booing. I think booing is kind of low class, and, and uh, uh, I, think it, I think it plays poorly to the public in general. Why, why, if you just fold your arms and not say anything, why does that send a more powerful message, in your opinion, David? Because I think that there will be tremendous amount of silence uh, I think there will be the, the, those who, of course, who will cheer, but they will be like in pockets and sporadically around. And I think the fact that, you know, you might even have proponents jumping up and, and applauding, but I think they will be few and far between, and I think it'll send a very powerful message. All right, David, thank you. All right, that's the question we have for you tonight. Uh, as you work your way home, share your thoughts, 888-570-8010, or dial pound 215 and say, hey, Rod, if you were a delegate, now, I know many of you are who listen to this show, and I've mentioned I am a delegate this year. What are you going to do if, in fact, Romney or Cox or any of the other candidates get up to speak, and they all will. I'm not sure if Cox or Romney will. Uh, and uh, how do you openly express your dissatisfaction with them if you are dissatisfied? And I tell you what, I run it, uh, you know, I go to the gym, I go play pickleball, I have people coming up to me all the time and saying, what is wrong with Cox, what's wrong with Romney, what's wrong with so-and-so, you know, and a lot of people feel the only way to express their dissatisfaction is to let them hear it sometimes. Is that right or wrong? 888-570-8010 or on your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, hey, Rod, more of your calls and comments coming up right here on the Rod Arkent Show. You know, your home takes some uh, upkeep, right? And you want to spend wisely on your investment. Now, before inflation reaches your home maintenance costs this year, don't just repair your roof. Why not replace it with the team from RoofTech? Get a free inspection and estimate from Utah's number one roofing company, RoofTech. Dial pound 250 right now from your smartphone, and all you do is have to say the keyword RoofTech. RoofTech uses local U.S.-based materials. 
Costs have stayed relatively stable up to this point. However, the suppliers have given notice that the prices will soon increase. Take advantage of the best prices right now and replace your roof before the costs do go up. Again, dial pound 250 and say Rooftech. Rooftech offers highly trained, local, detailed-oriented roofing professionals who will utilize the industry's best practices. Plus, Rooftech has stress-free financing options available. Get ahead of the pack and beat inflation today. Reach out to Rooftech. Don't just repair your roof. Replace it with Rooftech. Again, dial pound 250, and the keyword is Rooftech. Even Put me on a highway to interstate, a dirt road to any place. Long as I'm long gone, chasing down some blue skies in my old truck. Turn the world out, turn the radio sing along to my freedom song. The Rod Arquette Show on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. All right, if you're just joining us now, we're talking about the uh, upcoming state Republican uh, nominating convention, which will be taking place this weekend at the uh, Mountain America Expo Center down there in Sandy. Um, First time the delegates have had a chance to get together for a couple of years because of COVID. Um, And there are a number of very interesting races out there. Primarily, I think, the race in the U.S. Senate. Um, The three, well, the three... The three candidates that people consider to be the top of the ticket on the Senate side, Mike Lee, Becky Edwards, and Ali Isom, have all qualified to be on the primary ballot because they went the signature route. What their response and what they're going to get out of the convention right now, hard to tell. I think Mike Lee will do very well there, but you never know. Um, Now, the question will be, is how are the delegates going to react? Um, Howard Stevenson, former state lawmaker, longtime member of the Utah Senate, wrote an op-ed piece today in the uh, Deseret News talking about, the, you know, this is really a civility test for the GOP uh, because of the, as candidates come out to speak, uh, and maybe even the governor, Mitt Romney, I haven't looked down, I don't know if they're going to speak. I would imagine the governor would be invited to say something, if even if it was just a few brief remarks. How are the delegates going to respond to them? Howard Stevenson says, instead of booing, Maybe fold your arms, turn your back on them, because in booing, of course, the media is going to jump all over it, and it's going to be around the country as to how people here in Utah responded to the governor and to Mitt Romney or Mike Lee or whoever. Um, My question to you is, you know, what about a civility test? Do you care? Should, in fact, uh, as a delegate, you openly express your opinion? Maybe you'll cheer them. Maybe you'll boo them. Maybe you'll turn your back on them. How would you respond, and are you worried about that at all? 888-570-8010, 888-570-8010. On your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, hey, Rod, to the phones we go. Let's talk with uh, uh, John, who's in Utah County tonight. John, how are you? Welcome to the Rod Arquette Show. Thanks, Rod. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Well, I was I was raised kind of differently. I was taught by a father who believed in the Constitution and all that, started programs, but I was raised by parents who taught chivalry and taught respect for others. And when I hear some of these, some of the callers call in and say it's okay to boo and and all, I kind of think of how we're complaining about council culture and how people can't express differences of opinion without being shouted and yelled down. And and I do think it shows a bad example to not only uh, the media but also to our children. I think it shows bad example to others. Uh, 
when we were booing, uh, I was taught you don't boo the refs. You know, they're trying to do their best. So we may have difference of opinion, and they think they're doing what they think is best. But to boo, to show others, you know, my neighbors uh, that I don't like what they're saying, you know, a vote. A vote is the biggest, strongest message we can send with the same breath, cheering for who we really want, I think sends a much better message than showing discontent and disrespect for others and booing and yelling and calling names and stuff. It's just... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's just not something mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we as a party should should represent. Mm-hmm. John, How? but how do you express your displeasure? Because let's say in the case of Cox or of Romney. Romney won't be up for re-election until mm-hmm. 2024. Cox, I think about the same thing. Uh, and people are very upset. They're, they're, you know, they call their office, they write emails, and they generally get a nice, you know, form letter response or form letter call. How do you express your displeasure with them? Yeah, I mean, it, it's not a perfect world. I mean, sometimes you come across deaf ears, and or you get a message machine, letters and stuff. You know, we are a republic. Uh, we vote for people to hopefully uh, lead and pass laws that mm-hmm. are preferable to what we believe. Um, and sometimes they don't do what we want them to do. And the strongest message is voting them out of the office when you can't. But it's the, it's not so much having that discourse, but it's the booing, it's the name-calling, it's that council culture where if I have a difference of opinion, I'm going to be shouted down because I have a difference of opinion. And my, my opinion is more important than your opinion. And in this day and age, in this country of ours today, when I hear I my fellow Republicans say, this is just terrible what the left are doing, they just yell at us whenever we have a difference of opinion. Well, maybe that mm-hmm. politician mm-hmm. has a difference of opinion. Yeah. But to boo them and, and silence them uh, is just it's kind of a, a bit of a hip, uh, hypocrisy on our end. All right, all right, good points, John, thank you. 888-570-8010, 888-570-8010, on your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, hey, Rod, again, um, you know, Howard brought up, and, and and I agree with Howard on this, because, you know, I've been to the neighborhood caucus meetings, I know many of the delegates out there, uh, and I've gotten to know them over the years, and again this year, I know several, and these are people who are very concerned about the direction the com- country is going about the direction maybe the state is headed. There are some issues out there. The cultural issues, I think, are the most divisive right now uh, because the economy is doing so well here. Um, but, I, you know, how do you express that opinion? Uh, John made a very, very good point. We're, we're better than booing. Maybe we aren't. Maybe booing is the only alternative that we feel we have. Um you know, the idea of, you know, turning your back on them, I think that's more of an insult than, <laughs> than a boo is, uh, or not clapping for them. 
uh, and just be silent, but you're never going to get that throughout an entire big convention hall. I think I think there are 4,000 delegates this weekend, something around there, who will be going to the convention. Um, so while I agree with Howard, you know, this is a test of our civility. Is it not civil to, when they're introduced, just go, boo, okay, we don't like that, uh, and then let them give their speech so they know and they hear from people? Uh, because I know people are upset about that, how the governor handled the trans athlete bill. You know, this, this uh, you know, governor pronoun thing that he did. A lot of people are going, where's this guy from, coming from? And the concerns that people have with Mitt Romney are as long as your arm. Uh, and how do they go about handling that? 888-570-8010 on your cell phone, dial pound 250, and say, hey, Rod, more of your calls and comments coming up right here on the Rod Arquette Show and Utah's Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Melissa from Sound Sleep Medical taking center stage today on the Rod Arquette Show. And Melissa, let's start off by telling people the offer that you have for them today if they're having a tough time not getting asleep but staying asleep. What offer do you have? Call right now, 801-438-7447. You will get a free sleep consultation in one of our seven offices, but also a free sleep screening kit. Uh, It's a test you get to do at home in your own bed. Let's find out why you're having trouble sleeping. All right, let's talk about snoring because that really irritates a lot of people. How do you help with snoring? Right. Snoring is a problem that leaves a lot of couples sleeping in separate rooms. And what people don't realize is that it's not just an annoying noise. It's actually a red flag for something that's much more serious. Um, Sleep apnea is a condition where you are essentially oxygen deprived during the night. And it can lead to all sorts of health consequences now but also down the road. Things like um, anxiety, depression, high blood pressure, high blood glucose levels, and even more serious things like dementia and stroke. Mm-hmm. Does snoring affect all ages or is it, uh, in men and women? Do, what area does it affect? I mean, who is afflicted with snoring and the challenges they face? You know, there really is no set profile for sleep apnea. That's a misnomer um, that it's an, always an overweight male. That's mm-hmm. just not the truth. Um, I've treated young people, female old, young, um, if you are snoring, you need to get a test. And that's part of our great offer today. All right, let's hit that offer one more time to let people know what you have for them today at Sound Sleep Medical. 801-438-7447. That's the number to call to get your free sleep consultation. But again, most importantly, that free sleep screening test. This is the way we can find out if your snoring is actually a sign of something more dangerous. They have numerous locations up and down the Wasatch Front to serve you. Take advantage of this great offer today by giving Sound Sleep Medical a call right now, 801-438-7447. That's 438-7447 for Sound Sleep Medical. Time now again for a news update. Thanks, Rod. The Justin. Rod Arquencho on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know, speaking of the uh, state convention, the convention will also be adopting the party's platform, and we're going to be talking with a uh, Republican delegate from Weber County who wants to make a proposed change in the platform on the issue of abortion. He'll join us coming up at 6.05 and at 6.20 tonight. Boy, isn't it fascinating how Joe Biden can pass the buck? I mean, he is an expert at this. <laughs> and we'll talk with uh, Professor Charles Lipson about uh, Biden's buck stops, 
somewhere else other than his desk, even though he claims that's not the case. We'll talk about that coming up. Right now, if you're just joining us, we're talking about the the delegates and their um, how they will act at the uh, state Republican convention this weekend. A lot of people upset. They want to express their opinion. Howard Stevenson, a former lawmaker who we had on the show the last hour, says it's really the GOP civility test. How are they going to act and how should they act? 888-570-8010 or on your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, hey, Rod, let's go to John in Bluffdale tonight. John, welcome to the Rod Arquette Show. What are your thoughts on this, John? Well, a few callers back, Rod. You had a couple of gentlemen, I guess, who are delicates as well. Mm-hmm call in and and say hey we should just kind of turn our backs and be quiet about it and and, and silence uh i totally disagree i couldn't disagree more i honestly believe that the world that some of these people live in is not one that they pay any attention to us and this would be an excellent opportunity for them to know that we are not happy with the way that they are ignoring us uh, especially Mitt Romney. I mean, I would I would love to shout that guy down myself if I could. But um, so I don't the, know. That's just my yeah, opinion of it, and everybody I talk to feels the exact same way. So in your opinion, John, the silent treatment won't work. You've got to be open, openly express how you feel about things. Rod, it's our job as citizens. It's our job to... to to tell our government what it is that we think, yeah, we can do it at the ballot box, but we did that. Yeah, We did that with Mitt Romney, and now we know very well what it is that we've got, uh, and we're not happy about it. All right, John, thank you. Let's go to Utah County and hear what Jason has to say on this tonight. Jason, welcome to the Rod Arcadio. Thanks for joining us. Yes, you absolutely, and I agree with the previous call, you absolutely have to be vocal against these liberals I'm a millennial, born and raised in California, recently relocated here to Utah. If you don't push back, they will pass things, little things, and if you're just passive, they'll just eventually steamroll you. You have to speak up and speak out, because where where else can we do that? We can't do that on social media. All right. All right, Jason. Thank you. Let's go to Ryan, who's on I-15 tonight here on the Rudder Kitchell. Hi, Ryan. Hi. Hey, I was thinking, um, you know, the convention should just hand out large pieces of red paper so that when we all get upset, we can see the candidates will see a sea of red. (laughs) I've never thought of that idea. That's Do you think, would it do the same thing as, you know, just a large group of people booing? Do you think it would have the same effect, Ryan? Um, no, but I think that it would still have the desired effect and still be way more civil. All right. All right, Ryan. Thank you. Let's go to Luke in Cadesville. Well, we've lost Luke. I'm sorry. Let's go to Bryce, uh, Bruce, I'm sorry, in Alpine tonight here on the Rod Arkent Show. Hi, Bruce. Hello, Rod. Uh, I'm a New York transplant to Utah. Good for you. We've got a favorite tradition there. It's called the Bronx Cheer. Oh, yeah. And it works very well. Uh, one of your callers earlier referred to it as a blood sport, this political game. I'm a delegate in Alpine, Utah. School board meetings and others, they shut you out by agenda tactics and stuff. This is really the only time you have a chance to express yourself vocally. These people need to feel the shame that they have caused. This is a two-way street. They don't get a one-sided show. 
All right, all right, Bruce, thank you. A New York transplant, as am I, but a long time ago. Uh, let's go to Marie, who's in Sandy tonight, and see what Marie has to say. Hi, Marie. Hi. I'm here to tell you that you're completely wrong, that I am tired of being censored. I am tired of my TV shows being censored. I'm sick of Glenn Beck being censored every night. And there, if there was ever a time for us to, 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 to tell them our displeasure about our lives being ruined, we've got um, nutcases in our government here. We've got to just stand up to them and, and, and shame them, just like our other callers said. Yeah. It's about time that we stop being censored and told that we have to just shut up and put up. Murray, why do you say I'm completely wrong? I, I kind of like the idea of people expressing themselves. Why do you think? Why do you say I'm completely well, wrong? Well, when when you were agreeing with the guy that was uh, was saying that we had show, need to show more respect, we have been shown no respect since President Trump was put in, uh-huh. and President Trump was treated terribly, and we're being that way treated that way. And I, I am not, I am not going to be quiet anymore. I am not going to put up with that. And I will say what I think to people because it's wrong to ruin a society. We're going to destruction as fast as they can do it. All right, Marie, thank you. Uh, very passionate about it. Like that. Let's go to David in West Valley and see what David has to say tonight here on the Rod Arcan Show. Hi, David. Hi, Rod. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with the uh, other callers that. Uh, taking action and saying something is the only way that we can get across to these people. That that wiener about chivalry, uh, I don't know where these people stand. Our, our country's going to hell in a handbasket. We see Mitt Romney supporting Black Lives Matter while they burn our cities down to the ground. It, it's it's just time we, we totally take abrasive action against these people. All right. All right, David. Thank you. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Like I said, I am a delegate as well this year. I'm not sure how I'm going to react to it. I'm, I'm going to the convention. I'm going to listen to the, uh, the various candidates, and then I'm going to vote. Uh, and, a lot of, and I think a lot of you delegates out there, uh, I have the opportunity to be, I think, fairly well-informed because of what I do for a living. But I think many of you do the same thing. Uh, and uh, as Howard Stevenson pointed out, you know, it, it is... Uh, Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Howard pointed out he ran for office. There was there were painful moments at the time, and uh, not that we want to inflict any emotional or physical pain on candidates, but we do want them to understand that's the beauty of this country as to how we feel about their stand on various issues and issues in general. So we'll have to see what happens. All right, when we come back, more on the convention. A uh, delegate wants to make a change in the uh, party's platform when it comes to abortion. Stay tuned. We'll find out what he wants to do next. I was driving. All right, welcome back to the Rod Arquette Show here on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS and iHeart Radio Station. Great to be with you on this uh, Tuesday. Coming up later this hour, Joe Biden, the buck stops here. Did you hear what Biden said today? 
I guess he was in New Hampshire. There are indications that he may seek re-election, but he honestly said, no no politician, I'm paraphrasing here, should become rich while he's serving as a public official. This comes from a man who, I, I, I believe he owns four houses now. And he spent, what, 47 more than that years in, as a public servant? Uh, I mean, that, that's pretty amazing to me. Uh, and we'll talk about Joe Biden and the fact that uh, he refuses to uh, claim any responsibility right now for the challenges that we have in this country. That's coming up at 620. Right now, as I mentioned, um, the Utah uh, GOP nominating convention is this weekend down in Sandy. And there is a rather interesting proposal being put forth to change the party's platform when it comes to the issue of abortion. The idea is being put forth by my next guest. His name is Bob McAtee. He is a Weber County Republican delegate, and he joins us on our Newsmaker line right now. Bob, how are you? Welcome to the Rod Arquette Show. I'm doing great, Rod. Thanks for having me on. Well, thank you. Uh, What change would you like to make and why, Bob? Well, what we're proposing to change here in the platform, which hasn't been changed in quite a while, is is really to encourage adoption. And, and that's a, I'm trying to be clear with my words, it's encourage adoption. It does, it's not going to mandate it, you know, it's not going to be the only option. Um, and while we did eliminate some language that people liked, uh, like about preserving the life of the mother, you know, the platform that I'm amending is right to life. So we're, we're trying to protect everybody's life right mm-hmm. not just not just mothers old people young people unborn just like the preamble to the constitution says we're, we're establishing this country uh to protect the life liberty and pursuit of happiness of everybody so that's that's my goal is let's let's get people thinking about adoption when we're talking about right to life instead of abortion now what i understand the current platform reads something like this we strongly oppose abortion except to preserve the life of the mother or in cases of rape or incest would you eliminate that exemption and add and encourage adoption or add that to it? How would it work, Bob? We are, we are striking the part about uh, rape and incest and, and it, replacing it with we encourage adoption. Uh, and, we're, and the life of the mother, which, again, we're not trying to... We, we figure that's implied, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's a, it's a pro-life platform in general... We're not, we're not out to get mothers. <laughs> you know, we're trying to, pre- that's implied. So if there's ever, it's always permissible to save an innocent life, right? So if the mother's life is in jeopardy and she has to take whatever action to save her life, that's okay. We're not, nowhere do we say otherwise. Now, in Idaho, for example, they say there are no exceptions. And we're not actually eliminating any exceptions that people might do. We're leaving it up to the individual. It makes us silent on that. Mm-hmm. And some people like it because Catholic Catholic believers, for example, and some evangelicals, they they don't believe there should be exceptions, right? And so this makes it a little bit more general. It leaves it up to the individual what, what exceptions might there be that your faith teaches, for mm-hmm, example. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so, but we want to encourage adoption, and yeah. I'll tell you why when we get a second. Okay, well, let me go back to, so you're saying if a woman is raped or the victim of incest and is pregnant— that she should be encouraged to carry that child to term and then put it up for adoption and not have an abortion. Is that what you're basically saying, Bob? Yes, and, and that's I've got the wording up in front of me now so that my, my middle-aged brain, we don't have to rely on that. It says we strongly oppose abortion and encourage adoption. That's, that's the one key sentence 
we're changing. And the reason is there's an invisible line, Rob, that people don't see, right? There's, there's 2 million couples in the United States waiting to adopt a baby. And people don't know that that. So that's why I would like to get in, in women's heads that, that this is a good option, right? There's a lot of willing uh, people that would take, that would take a baby if they gave it up. Um, there's an example of actually last month in Salt Lake city, there was a, a baby that was the product of rape, right? She was the mother considered an adoption. She got with pro-life Utah. They were able to give her support and help. She said, okay, you know what? I can give this baby up for adoption because, because you're helping me and I feel good about it. And then she decided, you know what? I'm going to keep this baby. And that's what happened. Those baby Emily, she, she was born just a few weeks ago in Salt Lake city. And this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to change the thinking in people's heads that, uh, well, this is rape or incest, so I can have an abortion. Well, because we don't want it to sound like a prescription for abortion, what's in our language. And as you know, Rod, you're a faithful caucus attender. We read this thing every two years at mm-hmm, caucus, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So I want to get that dialogue in people's heads towards adoption rather than uh, more when you can go have an abortion. How long have you been thinking about this, Bob? Or was it a group of people that got together and said, let's see if we can make some changes here? You know, it... it there was a little uh, hive mind on this. Pro, the, the, one of the gentlemen from Pro-Life Utah, Aaron Bullen, he's a well-known pro-lifer in the state. He's been thinking about this change for a couple of years. Um, another pro-life group came to me because they said, well, Bob, you're active in the party. How could we do this? How could we uh, encourage adoption? Because that's what these pro-life Thanks groups do. Thanks for the semi they... Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. That's okay. They're always trying to you know, encourage women who are in a crisis pregnancy to to try to to hang in there so that they can have their baby adopted. And one reason they want to do that is because an abortion is very often a second trauma for a woman. I'm sure there's some that feel relieved, but a lot later they regret it. They feel remorse. And and this prevents, this makes it their choice to put the baby up for adoption or to keep it. And that way they won't have a second, you know, uh, Mm -hmm, crisis mm -hmm, of regret. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How do you think the delegates are going to react to this? Because from what I understand, past conventions I've been to, they read the platform and then the delegates accept it. How will you go about changing this, and will that be a difficult task, Bob? Well, it might be difficult because the rules are really, they're really pretty lockdown rules. We're not allowed to offer amendments, which is unfortunate. I mean, I think they did that to save time, but we can only do these platform amendments every two years. So we don't get very many chances, and we didn't do it in 2020. We didn't allow these because we didn't have an in-person convention. Yeah, so yeah. I, I don't know for sure. I think your show's helping because I think some people have taken it. We're trying to tell them what to do. We're eliminating exceptions, but that's not true. We're just silent on exceptions. It, it's still up to the individual, and, and the faiths, all faiths can teach whatever they would like about this, but this is our GOP platform. And I'll tell you, it puts it more in line with the other 49 GOP platforms in the country. You don't get much of a chance at the convention to talk about it, do you, Bob? No, I, I get <laughs> one minute to introduce it, and then the five minutes to debate it, and then we vote. So, I mean, it, it's all kind of the pregame. However, it is possible to amend the rules, and we might we might consider amending the rules to allow a, bit, a little bit more debate time or to allow an amendment. Some say they would like it better if we put the life of the mother back in there, which, again, I think it's implied, but I don't mind stating it if if. If it bothers people that it's not in there, I have nothing against saying, Mm -hmm. you know, preserving the life of a mother is always permissible, because it is. Yeah. Bob, how passionate are you about this? Well, I am am passionate. I'm the father of five, but but I'm also borrowing from 
these pro-life organizations and these real mothers that held babies and said, you know, I was going to abort this kid, mm-hmm, but I got mm-hmm. support from this group. And, and I know other people that have adopted. There's a lot of adoption goes on in Utah. Um, so we, yeah, we, we want to, we want, we just want to get the right thing in people's heads. Cause you know, Rod, when you go into a crisis, you kind of start thinking with what's already in your head, you know? Yeah. And that's why I want adoption to be in people's heads in, instead of abortion. Uh, that's int- my main focus. Interesting apo- approach, Bob. Good luck at it this weekend and appreciate your time now. Thank you very kindly. All right. All right. That's Bob McAtee. He is a uh, Republican delegate from Weaver County, wants to make a change in the uh, GOP platform on the issue of abortion, eliminating the language and in exceptions of rape, incest, and preserving the life of the mother and adding encouraging adoption. Uh, We'll see how that goes. It's going to be interesting to see how the delegates react to that this Saturday. All right, more coming up on the Rod Arquette Show here on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know. Sound Sleep Medical taking center stage today on the Rod Arquette Show, and Melissa is back with us. Let's talk about people getting to sleep. A lot of people can get to sleep. It's staying asleep and being able to get back to sleep after they wake up. What is the issue there, Melissa? Yeah, that can be a really frustrating situation. If you are falling asleep okay, but then you get up and have a hard time staying asleep during the night, there's a good chance you have sleep apnea. Sleep apnea is a condition where you will stop breathing during the night. Your body will wake you up frequently, and that causes you to wake up and be really tired in the morning. So is it true that you actually do stop breathing with sleep apnea for how how long? Absolutely. You know, we do at-home testing, and we see these results where people will stop breathing for up to two and a half minutes at a time. And you can just imagine what that does as far as your brain and oxygen deprivation. It's really hard on your body. And do they know they're they're not breathing for a couple of minutes? Do people even realize that, Melissa? Usually, no. It's often a sleep partner that notices that they stop breathing and has to, you know, give them the nudge with the elbow. But it's a really serious condition that people need to pay attention to. All right. Now, let's talk about an offer because you always have a great offer for people who are listening right now. What is the offer today? They need to call right now, 801 801- Four three eight seven four four seven. When they do, they will automatically get a free sleep consultation in one of our seven offices. But in addition today, we are giving away that free sleep screening. This is an at-home test where they get to wear some equipment in their own bed just for one night, and we get to see if this is happening to them. Do they stop breathing? For how long? And what's happening with the rest of their sleep? Melissa and Sound Sleep Medical will be with us on center stage throughout the day. Take advantage of this great offer. You can find out more right now by calling them at 801-438-7447. 801-438-7447 for Sound Sleep Medical. Time now for a news update. I made the decision. The buck stops with me. I am president of the United States. The buck stops with me. And I made it clear to them. The buck stops with me. The last point I'll make is this. Look, the buck stops with me. He's made a decision. The buck stops with him. I mean, how often have we heard Joe Biden say that, right? How are you, everybody? Welcome back. Another segment of the Rod Arquette Show with you on this uh, this uh, Tuesday. He made a decision. The buck stops with me. He said that, by the way, back in August of last year when we were in the middle of the Afghanistan mess. Well, it's rare that you really hear Joe Biden never saw that. So why, how does he get away with this? Always blaming things on other people. Joining us on our Newsmaker line to talk about it is Charles Lipson, Professor Emeritus at, of International Politics at the University of Chicago. Always great to have Charles on the show. Charles, how are you? Welcome back. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's great to talk to you, Rod. Charles, what is it? How does this guy get away with it? He, he never claims responsibility for anything out there. I got to say, almost no politicians do. It's pretty rare to find any that do. I think the problem is not just that he doesn't claim responsibility, and there's a whole list of problems he's not claiming responsibility for. He's not changing his policies. He's not recognizing that the surge of illegal immigration, the rise of deadly crime in cities, uh, inflation overall, and especially at the gas pump, uh, the incompetent withdrawal from Afghanistan, followed by the refusal to arm the Ukrainians before the war, which might have uh, done a lot to deter the war, or at least better prepare the Ukrainians to fight. I don't see Biden having changed his policies on any of those very fundamental issues and and on, um, and on the lack of... Uh, fuel for the Europeans and the price in America, uh, the Biden administration is doing the just baby steps, nothing fundamentally uh, to change uh, uh, the problem that they themselves created. Charles, you're, you're, you're a, one of those well-educated guys. Did you ever hear a professor or a uh, president step up and say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take responsibility for this and we're going to figure it out and fix it? I do that all the time. <laughs> you know, and I also uh, create a lot of mistakes to give me the opportunity. Charles, what about him? I mean, I, I, I saw today, <laughs> I saw CNN's Chris Eliza, who is the uh, CNN political guy, um, identified what he called a sneaky big issue of this coming campaign. And he's yeah. getting skewered by people out there for saying that. And he said the sneaky big issue is immigration. Yet Joe Biden doesn't, doesn't seem to be paying any attention to what's going on with the immigration crisis. It's sneaky only to CNN because they haven't covered it. Yeah, that's right. It's sneaky to, to all the big networks. Uh, look, uh, I just saw uh, um, some uh, uh, data that the major networks uh, all together had uh, spent less than 30 minutes covering uh, Hunter Biden's laptop. They just ignore major issues that they don't like. Now, I should say, I think CNN has done an excellent job covering the war in Ukraine. So I'm not saying that they're incompetent at everything, but, I mean, any any uh, station that continues to have Brian Stelter on the oh, air geez. as a media analyst, it just... I mean, it's it's ludicrous. Uh-huh. Do, um, I saw a poll the other day, and you may have seen this as well, Charles, that when Joe yeah. Biden blames the gas prices on Putin, the American public is not buying this. Do you think they're buying the rest of what they're trying to, uh, uh, to unload on the American people? Well, let me say something about gas prices first and then turn to the larger question you ask. Gas prices went up about 
a dollar a gallon before um, uh, any invasion. Gas prices when Biden took office were two forty-two nationally, according to U.S. government statistics. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went up a dollar uh, in January by January uh, of twenty twenty-two. That is a year after Joe Biden took office. Since then, they've gone up a little less than a. Uh, a dollar. So Putin is responsible for about half of that. But he's not responsible for most of the other inflation, which took off, just went straight up uh, after Biden took office. It had been about 2% annually before that. It's going to get worse uh, uh, because they pumped so much money into the economy. And now we have a real problem with the supply chains coming out of China now that all of China is shut down. But as for the big question, are people buying it? The number of people uh, in polls who say that they now support uh, or think that Joe Biden is doing a good job is one in three. That's a catastrophic number. You cannot win anything with that uh, number. And that includes a vast departure of independents who Biden had a 13-point advantage over Trump in the election, so he's now well underwater with them, so nobody's buying it. Well, Charles, let me ask you this. If nobody's buying it, uh, you know, and there could be other crises, I mean, are the American people ever going to believe anything he says in the, in the future, Charles? Uh, only if the bunny is beside him. <laughs> What did you make of that yesterday? I mean, the bunny directing the president what to do. I I put a cartoon up uh, on uh, Facebook uh, from a movie that may be too old for most of your audience. The movie is Harvey. Oh, yeah. And it's a great movie starring Jimmy Stewart uh, with an imaginary bunny who sort of guides him through the movie. Uh, And I uh, had the movie starring Joe Biden. But uh, the person in there literally was trying to stop Joe Biden from answering a question by an ordinary citizen in the crowd. It wasn't a Secret Service person trying to protect him, uh, which we all want the president protected from any threat. This was somebody who felt that the president of the United States was... Uh, it was just too dangerous for him to go off script and actually answer an ordinary question from an ordinary person. That's pretty amazing. And I understand she was from the communications office there in the White House, so it doesn't surprise me. Well, that's right. I mean, they're all issued. Uh, They're all issued bunny costumes. I don't know about the people at your (laughs) radio station, uh, Rod. Are you issued any uh, costumes like that? No, no, we aren't allowed to wear bunny costumes in the building. It's not not allowed here, Charles. Charles, um, you look at down the road here, and um, you look at what's going on with him. I mean... I sometimes wonder if he even knows what he's doing at times, to be honest. And it's an age issue. But the people behind him, are they directing him and telling him, Mr. President, deflect this issue, blame it on somebody else? That has got to be our strategy. Well, I think that um, every president uh, has um, advisors who are all around him. It's hard to know, uh, but I think Joe Biden has decided himself that he would move much further left um, than he campaigned. I've got to say that Donald Trump is responsible for some of that, too. Had uh, the Republicans won either of the two runoff seats in Georgia, uh, then, um, 
then uh, there would have been a Republican Senate, yeah. and he simply couldn't have pursued these policies. And it's troubling to see that Donald Trump is still campaigning against anybody who says that he didn't win the last election. I find that bizarre and actually troubling in a democracy. Yeah, it is. Charles, as always, great chatting with you. Thank you for your time tonight. I always love it, Rod. All right, on our Newsmaker line, that's Charles Lipson. He is Professor Emeritus of of International Politics there at the uh, University of Chicago, talking about the fact that Joe Biden uh, will never take blame for anything, always shifting blame. All right, when we come back, we'll talk about the mask mandate, the confusion out there today, and the administration has apparently decided to appeal this. We'll talk about that coming up on the Rod Arquette Show and Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know. All right, spring is here. People starting to put their homes up for sale. We'll see what happens with the market this year. The rates are going up. Well, if you want to sell your home, what are some of the things that you should do? Now, I recommend you reach out to Justin Udy. That's the first thing you should do and find out what he thinks about you selling your home. Justin Udy has the experience. He's sold more than 1,000 homes up and down the Wasatch Front. He's got a great team behind him who have been recognized for their leadership when it comes to sales. Justin has a 14-day guarantee. You list your home with Justin, not under contract within 14 days. He'll sell it for no commission whatsoever. And he's with the Century 21 Everest Group. So if you want to sell your home, you want to sell it quickly, you want to be able to find a home that is perfect for your family, guess what? Justin can help you out. All you do is have to reach out to Justin today. Just go to justinudy.com. That's justinudy.com. And make sure you tell him that Rod Arquette sent you. I'm Larry. What a uh, liberating feeling it was today when, well, actually yesterday, when that great federal judge down there in uh, Florida said, okay, CDC, you've exceeded your authority. You cannot require people to wear a mask on planes and in public transportation. You just can't do it. You've exceeded your authority. Now, um, and there's been a lot of confusion out there today, but I think most people, you know, there you could put a montage, an audio montage together of either pilots or flight attendants on planes yesterday reading statements or announcing, hey, we don't have to wear a mask anymore. Isn't that great? And, the uh, you know, those on the planes were going crazy. Yay, it's about time. Well, um, and now we learned late this afternoon that the administration, through the Department of Justice, is going to appeal that ruling. But Joe Biden tried to put that genie back in the bottle. It is not going to fly. Now, before the announcement was made, by the Justice Department, we had a chance to talk with Jordan Boyd. Jordan is a staff writer of The Federalist. She wrote about this and how the judge went about ending this mass mandate. And I asked Jordan, first of all, um, what is she hearing and seeing about this announcement made in Florida yesterday? Here's Jordan Boyd. Well, what we're seeing, I think, is this overwhelming joy from passengers, from crews, from other people who are in the travel industry, just very, very excited to ditch these masks that have plugged them for the last two years. Now, this decision, of course, was handed down by a judge in Florida yesterday on the mask mandate. How hard did she come down on the CDC and the Biden administration? Well, I think the district judge, her name was Catherine Mazzell, she 
came down very hard. She said, you know what, this mandate exceeded the CDC's statutory authority. And I think that really resonated with Americans because that's something that they saw play out over the last two years in this pandemic is the CDC constantly inserting itself in matters that, frankly, it didn't have the authority to enforce or to rule in. I mean, this is something that the district judge mentioned. She said, you know what, you can't just enlist businesses or airport staff or local governments to enforce something and push something on travelers that's only ever been used to vet international travelers who do have a disease. I mean, you're putting these on people who aren't even proven to have tested positive. How did the CDC justify its rulemaking? What did they argue uh, in favor of keeping it? Well, the CDC used its own guidance, which it you know has put out for the last two years, and said, "Well, mask block exhaled virus, and um, COVID is so rampant that we need to be able to in- put this rule in place without any comment period at all from the from the public or from anyone else in the government." And frankly, the judge said that's illegal. That's something that's not lawful under the procedures and the laws that we have in this country, and that's something that obviously has drastically affected the industry and Americans for a long time now. I mean, the CDC renewed this four different times since Biden asked for the rule to be created in early 2021. Well, I was going to say, did did the judge take note that, yeah, they've extended it four times when, in fact, the cases were starting to come down, but they still extended it? Did she point that out or say anything about that? Exactly. She said at the time that the CDC said, you know what, we're going to implement this, COVID cases in the United States were largely decreasing. And she also noted that, you know, flawed face coverings were accepted in this. They weren't even the N95, the type that's supposed to protect against the virus or protect against spread. You know, this applied to any basically piece of cloth could be slapped on someone's face and count. She said, this is ridiculous. This obviously isn't getting to the point and just doesn't fit in with the guidelines that our laws give to public health authorities. Jordan, I I wonder why it took the court so long. Uh, I'm surprised it took them, what, two years, almost three years, for finally a judge to rule in on this. Did the the judge in Florida say anything about that at all? You know, there's this long beginning in the lawsuit and in the the opinion that was issued talking about how long the legal process has been. But I frankly have the same question when this news came across the desk (laughs) yesterday. And I think a lot of Americans are wondering the same thing, because for so long, Americans in red states haven't been wearing masks. I mean, I think I ditched a mask, you know, very even late 2020 because just frankly, it was irrelevant. And so we're seeing the law catch up to what Americans have already largely figured out for themselves. What about this idea? And I don't know if the judge talked about this at all, uh, Jordan, but did the judge note, you know, you've got you've got flight attendants, airlines kicking people off their flights simply because they didn't want to wear a mask? I mean, no doubt that's exceeding someone's authority, does it Does it not, Jordan? Absolutely. And here's one of my favorite quotes from the lawsuit. The judge wrote, In short, passengers' freedom of movement is curtailed in a way similar to detention and quarantine. And yet, in this statute, the CDC finds a power over public health that was traditionally understood and is still understood as a function of state police power. I mean, this is absolutely ridiculous that the CDC was able to come in and to force this. I'm sure you've heard, if you've been in an airport over the last year or so, you hear over the the intercom, you know, we need to uh, wear masks because it's a federal law. And that's simply not the case. And that's what this judge is pointing out. What was it, in your opinion, Jordan, uh, about being required to wear a mask 
that really just did not set well with the American people. I mean, we've been irritable for, what, two and a half years because of those darn things. What was it that set people off, especially when it comes to travel? Because you have the airlines telling us, we've got the cleanest air filtration systems on all our planes. What was it that set us off, do you think? You know, I think it was all of the hypocrisy and sort of the elite like hierarchy that was pushed on Americans with this. It obviously was never about curbing the virus because if it was, then opinions about how to treat COVID wouldn't have been censored by big tech and conversations between congressmen and doctors wouldn't have been, you know, deplatformed. Yet here we are and hearing from the CDC. So it really is about control and it's about how these masks were able to carry out really one of the only things that the Biden administration thought it was succeeding in. Now, the Biden administration is still advising people if they want to go on a plane to wear a mask. Is there any indication if they're going to appeal this or try and take it to a higher court? Or are they just throwing up their hands and saying, we're done with it? What are you hearing? You know, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki hinted that the DOJ would be reviewing this. But honestly, I think after the reaction that, um, like I mentioned, the airline crews and passengers had yesterday and today, I mean, largely maskless, very excited that they don't have to pretend to hear each other (laughs) through muffled voices. I think that the Biden administration should know better than to try and pursue this because, frankly, they'll be way behind the curve, even more than they were. Yeah, good luck to them, right, on trying to reimpose this. Right, Jordan? Good luck on that one. Yeah, absolutely. Jordan Boyd, she is a staff writer of The Federalist, talking about the uh, Biden or the judge ruling that the Biden mask uh, mandate has to end. Now, we spoke with Jordan earlier before word came out late this afternoon that the Biden administration, through the Department of Justice, is going to appeal that judge's ruling, uh, basically saying the CDC, in fact, does have the authority to do this. The judge ruled that they did not. We'll have to see where this goes. But what if, in fact, a court blocks the judge's ruling and we all have to wear masks again? How do you think that's going to fly in America today? Not very far, in my opinion. All right, more coming up on the Rod Arquette Show and Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. We're an iHeartRadio station. Thanks, Rod. I know, but- Final segment, final few minutes to spend with you on this uh, Tuesday here on the Rod Kent Show. Jesse Kelly coming your way at the uh, top of the hour. Jesse with you until uh, 10 o'clock tonight on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. All right, uh, we, we spoke yesterday, if you didn't get a chance to listen yesterday, uh, with Tom Carter, who is basically the, uh, the governor's energy guy within the governor's office. Tom's a really good guy. Had him on the show quite often late Friday. The administration announced, of course, that they were going to um, begin uh, granting leases for oil and gas lease sales, and they were going to do it. And at that point, uh, Tom indicated, I asked him, well, will Utah take advantage of this? This is all a stunt, by the way, on the part of the administration. They're, they've ticked off both sides. The, uh, the climate nistas uh, are very upset. The, the administration would do this, and those on the right going, no big deal. And as Tom Carter pointed out, uh, the uh, federal government owns, I think it was about 30 million acres here in the United States, and they're releasing 144,000 acres. Big deal, right? Well, we didn't know at that time if, in fact, uh, Utah would be included 
in that. And we found out today they are. The BLM issued assessment and sale notices today for Utah, Colorado, Nevada, New Mexico, North Dakota, Montana, and Wyoming. So Utah will be included in that list. What it will mean to our gas supply, not a whole lot, not a lot to get excited about. But uh, this is just another political stunt on the part of the administration to say, hey, we're doing all we can to relieve the energy crisis that we have in this country. Now, this headline could throw you. The U.S. supply of natural gas is vastly depleted. You hear something like that, go, oh, now what's going on? Well, before you jump to conclusions based on that headline, you shouldn't worry. The U.S., and I think many of you are aware of this, is nowhere near running out of natural gas that is available to be extracted from the ground and put into production here in the United States. The oil and gas industry has identified more untapped natural gas resources on U.S. soil and off our coast than we possibly could use in the next century. We have a lot of natural gas in this country. But we don't pipe natural gas from the well straight to your home and businesses. The gas is generally stored in huge underground tanks until it's ready to be transported to its final distribution location. Those reservoirs are currently at their lowest level uh, in years. And you may be pleasantly surprised to learn that according to the U.S. Energy Information Office, uh, for once, this report has nothing, (laughs) I'll say that again, nothing to do with uh, Russian exports uh, during the war with Ukraine. Uh, The word is that we just burned so much of it over the winter that we've drawn down our supplies dramatically. Why? Because to the great disappointment of Al Gore, it was a lot colder than normal in January, so demands on the supply side for both heating and energy generation um, went through the roof. As noted, the total supplies of American storage facilities at the end of January was 17% lower, but they are going to come back, so when you see a headline like that, don't panic, everything will be okay. Talking about panic and people who should be panicking, it is those at CNN. Um, Inside CNN, executives think the launch of CNN Plus, remember that was the big deal, Chris, um, Chris Wallace leaving Fox News, going to work for uh, CNN Plus. Well, apparently the new executives at CNN feel that the uh, launch has not been successful. CNN Plus has roughly 150,000 subscribers in a country of 330 million people. Warner Brothers and Discovery want to eventually build one giant service around HBO Max. New leadership, they've already placed CNN CFO Brad Fair with Neil Kajani. Uh, CNN Discovery's current CEO, other high-level positions are going to be eliminated. Well, apparently, uh, executives very frustrated that new leadership is moving quickly to dismantle what they see as an eventual lifeline for the network, that being CNN+. Plus. But the new owners want to want CNN to get away from uh, trying to compete with Fox News and MSNBC on the opinion platform and become going back to what a CNN was originally set up to do, and that would be a news network. So there's word that they're going to eliminate the old time slot that Chris Cuomo used to have and put in a solid news hour there without opinion. And I think that's the direction 
that the new owners of CNN want to do, get it back to its original roots of being a news source and not be opinion. All right, that does it for us tonight. Head up, shoulders back. May God bless you and your family and this great country of ours. Thanks for joining us tonight. We're back tomorrow at 4. Enjoy your Tuesday. Is your cr- With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.